Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, Confluencers? Welcome to episode number 12. Happy, wonderful Wednesday. We're in the middle of the week, and that gives us a reason to smile. And I mean, smile real big. Kirk said it best. You look so much better when you smile. I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a time that we spend with those that we love and cherish the most. I went to the store looking for a sweater the other day, and I said to myself, Self, wear a sweater out your closet and go on. You don't have time for that. I know. Yeah, I need help when it comes to shopping. That's a habit that I need to leave in 2018. But more importantly, as I stood in the store holding my merchandise, I realized we've kind of gotten away from what Thanksgiving is all about. And Thanksgiving is not about cute sweaters in a living room. Every year on Thanksgiving, somebody will ask you, what are you grateful for? And it's a fitting question. At its heart, Thanksgiving is a holiday about celebrating life. It's about remembering those things that are truly important to you and cherishing the special people that's in our lives. It's about celebrating our connections and spending time in our community. In short, Thanksgiving is about expressing gratitude. So when your auntie comes over with the dressing that have too much sage. Remember, that's not what Thanksgiving is all about. It's about bonding, spending time with one another. And when your cousin, mac and cheese, has sliced imitation cheese on top, you got to stop. Say to yourself, self, this is not what Thanksgiving is all about. Just fold that plate and slide it in the trash. You know what I'm saying? But seriously, it's about being grateful for what you have and how far you've grown. Having family and friends that love you despite of your mess and your situations. That still stand by your side and say, hey, I have your back. Gratitude is truly an attitude. And it is the anchor in life's turbulency. So gobble, gobble, eat up. And have fun. Welcome back to the community of Confluencers. And if this is your first time joining me, thank you for tuning in. I specialize in making painful conversations easy. I hope something that has been said or shared will help you in this journey that we call life. Confluence is a form of confident women doing influential things in their community. We are in this thing together, trying to elevate to the top. So welcome. Life is filled with swift transitions. So much has happened since last week. Here's one reason why I'm thankful. I still have a place to call home. The people of California, God bless them. California is about to burn off the face of the map. And if it couldn't get any worse, they are expecting rain that can cause mudslides. 
Poor Callie. Y'all, please say a prayer. Please stop and say a prayer because the tables could be turned and it could be us. You never know. Then there was the shocking death of Kim Porter, Puffy's ex. TMZ reported that she had been suffering from pneumonia for several weeks. It is still unclear what led to her untimely death, but she leaves behind four beautiful children and she was only 47 years old. So rest in peace, Miss Kim, rest in peace. It's going to be a December to remember. Big things are popping in the Wade Union household. Little Miss Kavaya. I think that's Kavaya. James will make her television debut in December. After breaking the internet in the best way possible with their announcement, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade are preparing to give the world a look inside of their new reality with their little baby. With the help from, guess who, y'all? Auntie Oprah. Oh, my God. Wouldn't you love to have Oprah as your auntie? Oh, my God. Talking about the best gifts, the best parties, the best companies. Yes. But they welcomed their baby girl, you know, earlier this month via surrogate. And so Oprah's going to do the interview. So I'm looking forward to watching that. Now, you know, I had to catch up on my guilty pleasures this week. The Real Housewives of Atlanta is back and it has baby fever written all over it. Congratulations is in order to the Mrs. Kenya Daly, who is no longer on the show. They took her peach, but she and her new hubby gave birth to Brooklyn Doris Daly. I bet that little girl is so gorgeous because her parents are. And I wonder if we could sit down with Mrs. Daly and ask her if she could have imagined that this would be her life a few years ago. I'm pretty sure she would tell us no. She was often ridiculed on the show for her ability to lose a man. Look at her now. Oh, look at her now. Oh. Everything that she dreamed of has finally come true. And regardless of how it happened, naysayers are quick to accentuate the negative. Girl, that was too quick. She barely know him. Ah. You know, we love to talk about the negative. People love to rain on your parade. Guess what? None of that matters. It's all about God's plan and God's timing for your life. So twirl on that, haters. Yeah, she is gone with the wind. Fabulous in the mommy department. And let me say this to someone who is out there trying to rush that process because it hasn't happened for them. Trust it. Don't rush it. God's timing is perfect and he will reveal it when it is time. So just stay fast. If it's God's plan for your life, it will be revealed. Also, who had a baby on the show, Miss Eva Marcel just gave birth before the season aired to a healthy, bouncing baby boy with her now husband, Michael Todd Sterling Sr. And they gave birth to a blue-eyed 
little soul, Michael Todd Sterling Jr. So congratulations is in order for her too. Who's also progress on the show is Miss Portia. She has baby written all over her body. She is thicker than a snicker. Sharmia and Candy Burris are all having daughters this year. Candy has told us via U.S. Weekly that she has decided as well to have her baby via surrogacy. I knew something was in the works when they took the kids to dinner and they said we couldn't leave a baby behind. So, you know, this is going to be clash of the fabulous baby showers. So congratulations to the cast members that are walking into the space of mommyhood. It is a beautiful, beautiful job. One of the hardest jobs I've ever had, but it is also the most rewarding. With so many babies and births happening, I thought this would be the perfect episode. Gabrielle, Candy, Kenya, even Portia, I would consider those women to be confluencers. And what I found ironic is they're all over 30 having children. This is a growing trend, though. It's not just with celebrities. It's with us regular people, too. Waiting to have children until we are established or until we find that right man or we may be remarried. But, you know, that desire is there. What are the pros and cons to it? You know what? I don't know. And that's why I called in an expert. My guest today knows about babies and women's health first. She is a mother, a wife and a women's health practitioner. Guys, let's welcome this week's guest to the show, Miss Corinne Hulan. Whoop, whoop! Welcome, girl! Good evening. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Charlie. I'm great. How are you doing? Man, getting ready for Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. You're trying to prep for dinner. You know, I'm on a diet this year. Oh, really? So So how's that going to go? (laughs) Thanksgiving. This is going to be hellacious for me this year. (laughs) No chicken. None of those things that I like. Really? Really? No meat at all? Well, turkey or chicken. Okay. Well, that's that's all right. Just no ham. It's better. No ham. You know, health is wealth. And, you know, <laughs> I'm fucking 40, girls, so I have to get it all together. That's right. Well, thank you for joining me uh, this week of Thanksgiving. So I'm thankful to have you. Tell us about oh, yourself. You. Okay. Um. Well, I am a women's health nurse practitioner. I've been a nurse for the past 10 years. Um, I started out as an RN and I worked in pediatrics, mainly the pediatric ICU and the um, neonatal intensive care unit. I did that for several years and then I switched gears and ended up doing labor and delivery nursing. Um, And before that, I had gone back to school for my master's degree so that I could become a 
nurse practitioner and with a focus in women's health. So I currently work for a clinic in Memphis, um, and I treat women from adolescence all the way through menopause. I do a lot of contraception, a lot of STD testing and treatment, um, birth control, I just said that, um, prenatal care, menopause, mm. any like gynecology and obstetric stuff, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, that was my next question. Do you love it? And what made you go on this journey? You know, because some women cringe up when you think about um, yeah. health. Um, and I want to talk later about sexual health. Um, but some women like cringe up about it. So what made you say, you know, this is going to be my journey. I want to help others, you know, discover their wealth with their body. So what made you do that? Right. I mean, I guess it was a few things. Um, I saw women in my family go through different things like ovarian cancer, breast cancer. Um, and I did a, a volunteer nursing trip, actually, when I was a brand new nurse. And I flew by myself, went to Nairobi, Kenya, and just was volunteering in a clinic. And at that clinic, we took care of a lot of pregnant patients. And I really got to see how important and actually how rare it is to actually get good um, OB care and prenatal care. And I saw some bad outcomes. And that really just piqued my interest in, okay, what about women's health? Because I mean, women, we make up the majority of the world. We all need health care our whole lives. You know, we go through change with, with our body. We go through pregnancy. Yes. Um, there's just such a need, a need for that, especially in like the urban population. We just need a lot of education and we just need a little bit more specialized care so that we don't get, you know, looked under the radar, I think. I was just saying that earlier that I feel like a form that's missing, particularly in our community is, you know, the need to be educated on why healthcare yes. is so important because, you know, especially like with infertility issues, um, mm -hmm. people just dropping off the world and dying all of a sudden, you know, because we just really do not invest in our bodies like we should. True. That's true. Um, so, just like, yeah. It's crazy. It, it's, it's super crazy. Um, it is. Without, you know, optimum health, you know, you really don't have a great life. You know, I, I, I kind of see women going through, you know, we're at this age, you know, back in the day, people didn't have to get, you know, hysterectomy or you didn't hear of so many women in the age bracket of 30 to 39 needing, you know, uh, ultrasounds, not because they're pregnant, but because of cysts or because of, you know, mm -hmm. All of these things that are coming out. So I, that's what I really want to talk about and explore uh, with you because I know that you know, and I just, I don't know, you know, and I'm like a person that like to bring in an expert. Right. <laughs> stuff that, you know, I have no earthly cl clue about. Um, one thing I want to talk about is like the infertility issue. Okay. I'm noticing it's a big thing. Um, First Lady Obama came out, you know, and told the world that. I you know, know. I love that. 
it, it wasn't that a beautiful thing because you yes. know what said was you are not the only one girl yes so many so so many yes and it's hard to you don't think that because i mean every time you look around somebody's pregnant there's a you know baby reveal there's a baby shower but a lot of women struggle with infertility and a lot of women experience miscarriages um so it's definitely a real thing and i think right now it's just more present because um women we're we're having babies later we're waiting later and getting pregnant later so that has a big effect on our ability to conceive and you know it it does take a difference on how we handle the pregnancy um but you know women reasons that we are waiting is because well we have contraception now i mean it's available so women are you know planning pregnancies some women um you might be we're getting our educations and our career first might be waiting until we're financially stable and yeah, a lot of women, you know, have are in a second marriage and they want a child with their new husband. So we're not all um, like like our parents or our grandparents where we're done having children by 30. Some of us aren't even started at 30. Um, so it does make a difference. Well, is there any way that a woman can, you know, get herself together? Like, does infertility stem from you know time or is it like something that is uh biological is it historical what is the number one cause that you see across the board when you're dealing with your oh goodness i'm have something to do with it when um, we're born with a certain amount of eggs we don't make new ones so once once they're gone they're gone and um when we once we get around 32, you can kind of see a decline in the um, quality and number of our eggs. So it might take a little bit longer at that point. Um, but then the older we get, the more health problems we, we pick up. You know, you might now have high blood pressure. You might now have um, lupus. You might have had miscarriages in the past or surgeries, you know, just your body's different at 35 than it was at, at 21. So um, that can be something that you might have to deal with to mm-hmm. get pregnant. Yeah. So what can and women then- do like if they can't get pregnant, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I, I hear the stories. I mean, lucky for me, I, I had my baby at 24, you know, so mm-hmm. he had those good sturdy <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, if I were to have a baby now, it would probably scare me because I don't want my baby to look old. You know, I don't want, you know, his eggs are <laughs> scrambled now, girl, you know. No, but, I don't do that. <laughs> what should a woman do who's facing those things? What can yeah. it do? Is, are there options for them? There are. Well, first of all, I will say that it just because you're over 30 or over 35 does not mean you're not going to get pregnant. So I do have a lot of women over 35 that come to me pregnant and they're like, well, I didn't think I can get pregnant anymore. You know, I haven't been pregnant in 12 years. Like, so this does not mean you can't get pregnant um, because your eggs and your body, that's yours and you're unique. But if you are you know, in your mid to late 30s and you're wanting to get pregnant, the first thing you should do is 
make sure you're in your best shape. So make sure you're at that goal weight. Make sure you're not smoking. You're limiting your alcohol. You're limiting your caffeine. If you're on, you know, it's good to go to like a midwife or a doctor for preconception counseling because if you're on certain medications, you might not need to be on them to get pregnant. Um, Which was you know, was to- told here recently um, because I, you know, have been diagnosed with high blood pressure and, mm-hmm. you know, they even suggested for me to even have a um, hysterectomy. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah because of the potential of blood clots and I'm like what like so if I like that would definitely uh, take me out because I take you know several medications um, yes. for my high blood pressure but I am also still taking contraception as well right. and so they're like you know it's it's you're gonna have to pick you know and so that was the suggestion if you know I'm like I mean it, it, I'm gonna die both ways. I'm gonna die if I, yeah. you know, I'm what, and I'm gonna die, you know, if I don't get this blood pressure under control. So yes, you know, as a divorcee, you know, you you know, you do, you know, think about those thoughts. Like, you know, I meet a man and I'm in love, and we talk about getting married. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, those are things that you know you do have to think about and you know, that you have to consider. So that is a good tip for women to seek that kind of counseling because it's helpful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so thank you for sharing that tip. Okay, what else, girl? Yes. Yeah, help me, help me. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but just be in the best shape. You know, go on and start your prenatal vitamins. Um, start tracking your periods. Track your ovulation. There's um, over-the-counter kits you can get so that you know when you are most fertile, when you and your partner should start, you know, having sex and trying. Um, but those are just the initial steps. Definitely the vitamins so that when you do become pregnant, you already have what you need inside to, to nourish that baby in those first few weeks before you even know you're pregnant. Um, but a healthy lifestyle, honestly, and and just you can be better prepared, you know. I think when you're older, you can be a little bit better prepared or at least financially more stable. So you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because I'll have like, so I'll say I'll have a patient like you that had a baby when she was 24 or, you know, 20. And now she comes to me at 38 and she's like, oh, God, I'm pregnant. But she handles it so differently because she'll say, you know, with my, you know, my first kid, it was so easy. I was, you know, still working and, you know, my little 18 year olds that come in the office, they're just bouncing around. So you see a big difference <laughs> when you're yeah, 38 yeah, and pregnant. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I, can't even, I, girl, I wouldn't be able to make it past the terrible too, because that is a real thing. And you only understand that if you are a mom. Like, what the hell? I woke up and I got the spawn for a child. Like, what is going on? You know? Yeah. We Um, can do it. Women are amazing. We can do it. But you're going to feel different than you felt when you were 20. (laughs) For sure. For sure. When you're 37. (laughs) You know, um, another thing I wanted to just mention was you had mentioned something about ovulation and being fertile. I know, for me, I know my body. I, I, I know my body. I know when something is wrong. She ticks 
differently when something is wrong and my basal temperature goes up I can just tell Mm -hmm. like I want it like I'm wanting like bring it to me right now so (laughs) would you suggest women learn their body like how would they know that it's time absolutely um you just really have to pay attention you get your your calendar out and you the first day that you see blood, that's day one of your cycle. And you that's how you know how many days are in your cycle. And you can usually about halfway through is when around the time you're going to ovulate. But you, you'll sense changes. You might feel a little bit of cramping. Um, your discharge is going to be different because that cervical mucus is going to be, like, thin and stretchy. That helps aid the sperm. Um, your your basal body temperature will go up. So if you're tracking that and then you can, like I said, do the over the counter ovulation kits to kind of confirm that, yep, you are ovulating, but you, you can't, you might have a little cravings. You might want your man more. Yes. You might break out in pimples. Like, I, you know, just little everybody's body, you know, I always get the same pimples right there on my, on my chin. So you know, your body will let you know. You just have to really pay attention, you know, pay attention to your calendar, and you'll you'll likely start to see a pattern if you have regular, you know, ovulation, regular cycles. Now, some people don't. Some people might be dealing with not ovulating, and that's a whole other thing like PCOS or um, something like that, but... Another big thing that helps is weight loss. If you're if you're not at your um, in your healthy weight and you're struggling to get pregnant, a lot of times achieving a healthy weight will be what you need to get pregnant. Wow, you got to lose weight to trying to gain fifty pounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you try to be like thirty pounds overweight at the end of it than eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still gotta lose it, yeah. And that's when I got pregnant with my son. I was on this big weight loss kick, and yeah, you felt healthy. I was super (laughs) healthy. Like it was like my body craved it, and it was like boom. I remember going for my annual women's in January, and then I was pregnant by February. And it was, and I remember him. Oh wow! You know, do you want to get on birth control? I was like, oh no, you know, I I got. Ah! I'm not, I'm not, you know, you are young, dumb, you know, and yes, maybe I, the next I month I was in that, uh, that darn doctor's office, like, um, yeah, I think something's wrong. And he's like, <laughs> no, like everything is right. It's, you know, healthy, the little heartbeat. I'm like, whoa. Oh, but I, I still remember the day I got pregnant. I Listen, I still remember that whole process because it was supposed to happen. But like, you know, I think that. You know, for me, I needed that baby. And I think also a lot of uh, times it's about timing where we are in our life. Because I think even getting pregnant is a mental, you know, state. When you're stressed, it's something about egg and sperm that just won't meet when you are in a stress. Like, I'm telling you, I was free as a bird. I remember it. And, like, when people are stressed and you go in the, you know, bedroom with that stress and we got to go, we got to do it right now, right now. And you're tra- like, yes, it, it distracts from the mood, and it, it just, does. yeah, man, it stops it from happening. And I need it to you're happen. You're absolutely right. My soul <laughs> needs it to happen. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. What is wrong with Charlie Marco today? 
what is wrong with them? <laughs> so many patients are like, the second I stopped trying is when it happened. I mean, I hear it all the time. So, Because yeah. you're thinking about that, you know what I mean? And you got to allow, I mean, it sounds stupid or cliche, but you really have to allow nature to take its course. Because when you go in, in a stressful situation, that's with anything, though. Like, it, the body doesn't respond. Our body res- responds differently to stress. Okay, I mean, you're right. You're right. I'm just telling you, like, I guess I'm no expert. Now, I am an expert in, in the field. <laughs> you know, as far as health. Now, you, you have some real, you have some good advice. That's absolutely true. And because it, there, every little thing has to, it's just a miracle that pregnancies even happen. Because I promise every little thing, every little cell, every little chromosome has to line up right for it to happen and for it to be a successful pregnancy and not end in miscarriage, which I would be remiss if I did not mention that. I think everybody pretty much knows that the older you get, you know, you you are at more risk of things going wrong once you do get pregnant or you, you are at increased risk for miscarriage or for <laughs> some genetic anomalies. Um, it's not a huge risk, but it it does increase because the quality of our eggs starts to um, not be as great as it was when we were, you know, 18. But that being them said, super babies, them super eggs, honey. Just we have healthy, strong. yeah. Yeah, super. Yes, strong. yes. Yeah. Most of my mamas that are over 35, all I mean, their babies are, are healthy and, you know, but that's the risk. Um, but when you were talking about you, you declined your birth control. <laughs> I tell my patients, you either get on birth control or you get on a prenatal vitamin. So which one do you want me to send you? <laughs> because it's that real. You have to know you, you can't just think, oh, it's not going to happen. It hasn't happened in 15 years. And you know, it's, I think too. That, you know, I think now looking back, now I have a woman healthcare provider. When I was younger, I had a man. You know what I mean? Like, the the bedside manners are different when it's a woman who has the same things that I have internally. You know, she can Uh share, you know, and offer advice from a personal and a medical standpoint. That's just me. I love, I, I love my, you know, OBGYN. I really, really do, you know, and we talk about, you know, why I shouldn't use this or why I should get on this or this, 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 you mean, you know what I mean? Like we really, we talk about those things where the years I was with a man that didn't happen. He didn't say, oh, he just said, oh, okay, well, put your gown back on and, you know, let's see you (laughs) next year. You know, <laughs> you're like, now I'll see you in six weeks. <laughs> and it was I literally six weeks later. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, we're almost done with the interview. This is such a great interview. I just love talking to you. Uh, I told you Thank you so much for thinking of me. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, what advice, you know, would you give a woman that is a lady of confluence? You know, we're usually, we're very, you know, progressive women. We're confident women doing influential things mm-hmm. in our community. Um, and at this time in her life, she might feel like, you know, I do want a family, but or mm-hmm. I, you know, I desire this, but what advice would you give 
you know, from a healthcare standpoint? Um, you know, just if you and your partner are ready and it's something you want to do, just, you know, do your homework, know your own health first and most importantly. So get your, yourself together before you try to get pregnant because it's going to make a difference in, like you said, your ability to get pregnant and then your ability to have a healthy pregnancy. So if you're dealing with things like you need to get, you know, you got that extra 20 pounds that you want to get off, go on and do that. Um, if you're, you're on blood pressure medicine, let's change your diet and lose the weight so that you don't need to be on that blood pressure medicine, uh, or at least so that you can switch to something that's safe in pregnancy. Um, Take, be taking your vitamins, just just be as healthy as possible. Is and and then also your mental health. You know, if you're always stressed or you're having to take medicine for anxiety and depression, those are also things that we're not going to want you to be on when you're pregnant. So mental health, physical health, you just got to be the best you, um, so that you will have a, a better chance of becoming pregnant. And having a, a healthy pregnancy because you don't want to be pregnant and and be dealing with being sick and have having all these scares go on because you weren't so healthy in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And talk to your nurse, talk to your doctor, <laughs> your midwife, your your nurse practitioner. And you you definitely need one of those. De- and I think you really need to like do an interview questions like you know what I mean like what is your best practice or yeah. what is your spell like I really think that I really I'm telling you I feel like we need a forum in our community yes. to educate people about their health care the importance of insurance the oh, you know, yes. like we need to like okay like all right you know is there insurance to cover infertility issues like you know Mm -hmm. i'm hearing that that is a million dollar business like you know people are playing onward and upward ten thousand and up you know just to freeze eggs oh yes you know i mean like people need to know this you know i think the more you know the more you know you have a better opportunity to make better decisions if that makes any sense yeah, and make sure that your provider is somebody you like, someone you can talk to. Um, and, like, if because I was – when I had my baby, I was in the mindset of, hey, I want natural delivery. I want to breastfeed. I'm not trying to get an epidural. Don't talk to me about a C-section. You know, and my doctor had to be on point because there are some doctors that are, like, that are old school that if you say, hey, I really want a C-section, they'll find a reason to do that, you know. Or they'll, mm-hmm. as soon as something is not going perfect, they're, they're trying to get you back to the OR to, <laughs> to cut you open. So you just have to know what you, what you want and, you know, make sure that your provider is on the same page so that you're, you feel like you have an advocate and an ally. Of course, they're going to always do, we're always going to do what we have to do to keep you and the baby safe, but you should be on the same page with the person that's because this is like a very important 10 months of your life. So make sure you're with someone that will take the time to talk to you, educate you. You know, you should know what's going on every visit. You should know what to expect. Um, It shouldn't just be you come home from the 
doctor's visit and you have no clue what's going on. They just said everything was okay. <laughs> you gotta yeah. Yeah. have a conversation. The thing, I think people just don't want to hear alphabets when they leave the doctor's office. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it was like, I, it said, I had no alphabets. You know what I mean? I didn't have HIV, a, you know, AIDS, KIDS. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So they just walk out. Like, you know, like, but they don't uh, ask. You know, yeah. Was there a lump? Did you find one? Was there, yeah. what was on my ovaries? Like, they don't ask those questions. And it's like, when you do ask, it's kind of like, it's already, you know, the, the problem has already started to progress, you know? Yeah. That's where we can find out more about you and, you know, your works and what do you do? Tell us where. I'm sorry, I did, where I work? No, tell us where we can find you. Oh, okay. want to know more. <laughs> the phone went out, okay. <laughs> um, you can find me right now. You can find me on Instagram um, at Nurse Corinne, which is N-U-R-S-E-K-A-R-I-N underscore W-W-H-T. Um, and that stands for my um, Wednesday's Women's Health Tip. Or you can find me on my blog at nursecorinne.com. And every, well, I try every Wednesday to post um, <laughs> something related to women's health. And that's, that's my Wednesday Women's Health Tip. So from primary care to prenatal care to breastfeeding, to pap smears, just just whatever, women's health, I, I try to talk about it. And, and you know what I was going to ask? Um, can sperm survive in a woman more than 24 hours? Absolutely. You know, you know, people, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> what? Like, who told you that? You know, still yes. it's no longer good. What? Girl, yes, girl. for seventy-two. You are not fourteen in uh, the ninth <laughs> grade. You know, like, yeah. Because I think grown-ass women with grown-ass jobs need to know things like that. <laughs> yes, honey, it can live with yes you. three to five days. Three to five days. Now your your egg is only going to be around for twelve to twenty-four hours to get fertilized. But that sperm can be sitting there waiting for three to five days for that egg to pop off and be ready. So, yes. Boom, y'all. Let it <laughs> pop off and be ready, y'all. <laughs> That's what timing is so important. If you already have that sperm sitting there in that fallopian tube waiting, you know, once your egg rolls down, it, it's going to be attacked. And hopefully, if that's what you want, <laughs> get fertilized. <laughs> Get fertilized. Hey, get fertilized. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. I know You're that welcome. you have to prepare for your evening, and I appreciate you. There you have it. Thank you, Corinne, for sharing your nuggets of helpful information. Please, guys, go like, share, and follow her for your helpful Wednesday tips. Women of Confluence. It is not impossible to have a baby over 30. It may take longer, have a cost associated with it, or you may have to entertain other alternatives. But all is not lost. We often beat ourselves up for waiting. Waiting can have its benefits too. Take it from me. Where I am today versus 14 years ago, 
It's two different places. I am in a better space mentally, spiritually and financially. But the big thing I took away is if you take care of your body, she will take care of you. Health is wealth. And if you fall into one of these categories, please take heed. Do get a preconception checkup. Be sure to ask those imperative questions concerning your needs. Do get to know your cycle. Know your body. Know when you ovulate. Know when something is off. Your body speaks, but you must be willing to listen. Do de-stress any way that you can. Stressing does not help any situation. Trying to have a baby, trying to get a promotion, trying to get your man to act right. Honey, don't stress. Let God do the rest. And last but certainly not least, do live a healthy lifestyle. Eat right, exercise, lay out the alcohol and the smoking and other bad habits that can prohibit you from functioning at your optimum level. Well, that's it for me this week. I am truly thankful for you. You tune in each week. Lend me your ears and your time. So thank you. Have a fabulous but safe Thanksgiving and be sure to enjoy yourself. Indulge in what makes you happy and be thankful for what you have. Follow me on social media at Charlie Mercole, hashtag Confluence Me and Confluence the Lifestyle. Until then, be blessed and a blessing to others. See you next week.